0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 57 of the podcast I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, this week by Mr. DJ, The Content Lewis.
1: What's up, Pete? Thank you
0: very much for having me back. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, uh, no Steve, no Pixel this week, <laughs> so, you know, I figured the only way to compensate was to bring in the content.
1: The content, and the editor, so I get to listen to my own voice for an hour.
0: Oh, that'll be fun, right? Yeah, it always is. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more fun than editing a conversation you had just a few hours ago. Yeah, it's a little cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's always a good time. So uh, sorry for that, but I appreciate that you're here. Oh yeah, uh, thanks for helping us uh, get you know hold down the fort. Here. It's always fun. Yeah, so let's let's jump into what we're doing, what we're playing this week. Uh, you have on here Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. What made you pick that up?
1: Yeah, so it's a game I've always had on my radar. Um, I, You know, I've always liked JRPGs. I just never can finish them. And I'll be the first one to admit that I'm not very good at them. So like Xenoblade 2, uh, even like Bravely Default, a lot of the 3DS JRPGs, I just I couldn't finish them. Just I was just not good. Um, but <laughs> Ni know <laughs> Kuni, people tell me that um, it's a good entry level. You know, it's something you can kind of sink your teeth into it's a really really charming RPG and the cutscenes are just beautiful um, the story is really good the studio
0: com- Ghibli did the uh, the animation right yeah and it's it, you're, you're
1: basically like it's an interactive anime it's it's really yeah. really nice um, and and the, the combat's okay you know I, I have some some gripes but some compliments but uh, it's a lot of fun so hopefully I can I can actually finish it
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and if, if you listeners are interested in in uh, in checking out um, some information about you no Kuni, we have a video of it of on our, over on our YouTube channel um, that uh, Max and I did together, um, with a little bit of help from Pixel. And uh, it's a great time, talking all about how the Switch port is pretty, pretty solid, even though it got kind of overlooked. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where you're playing it, right?
1: Yes, and
0: um, I believe
1: that the PS4 got like a straight up remaster, um, but this port on the Switch is like the actual PS3 port. So you're kind of getting, you know, the lesser quote-unquote version, but it, it plays great. It looks great.
0: Um, it's, it's a lot go, of fun. So, yeah. You know, that's the trade-off you take there, right? Absolutely. Feels like a game that will be right at home on the Switch. And it is. It, feel, it feels great. It plays great. So a lot of fun. Cool. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, so I'm still just playing God of War this week. <laughs> I talked about it last week. Uh, I, I'm an asshole. I'm still not playing The Witcher. I'm getting called out about it on the Discord like every other day. Uh, but you know what man you gotta listen to your heart so when i finish that game we'll see what happens maybe i'll pick it up finally <laughs> look i i want to know what is
1: like keeping you from playing it is it the time sink or
0: it's a time sink and i like i i've i played a bit of the witcher 2 and i didn't like it mm. and you know i i totally grazed the surface of witcher 3 yeah. like um when my roommate had it in college mm-hmm. to the point where it's like i might as well have not you know, I might have played, like, 20 minutes to an hour of it or something. And yeah. it's, like – and it just – I don't – it doesn't resonate with me, the combat and stuff. And I, I'm more interested in the world now because I watched the Netflix show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pixel and I did our, our review over on After Dark. But uh, I just uh, – I'm not – you know, I'm not super into it. And I'm afraid that if I get into it that it's, like, well, then I, then I'm going to be into it for, like, a long time.
1: Yeah, you know? and that's like all you're gonna play, and then you know, yeah. come March we have like a cluster
0: fuck of games coming. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I will see what happens. Like I'm definitely gonna try it. Like I have to. Like you yeah. know, I promised. At Everybody this point. has it.
1: Look, even even I at least played like a few hours of it on the PS4, and yeah, you know, and you know me, I, I don't really play games, so. You don't really play games. <laughs> I love when you
0: say that. <laughs> you play games like every week. You definitely play. I games. I just don't finish games. Let's. Yeah, that's like okay. not the same yeah, thing, yeah. though. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're like I don't even play video I don't games. i even playing. You know. But yeah, so I, you know, I'm still on this God of War grind. I'll, I'll get back to a Nintendo game one of these days, and then uh, you know, I'll have something to tell you guys. I know. It just it feels weird when you don't
1: mention a Nintendo
0: game. I just don't feel it. Doesn't feel right. This is like the longest I haven't touched my Switch. You know, like I mm-hmm. thought I would be like getting my Pokemon team ready and everything, but I'm just like, ah, I kind of want to just knock a game off my backlog and like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of chilling, you know? Now's the time to
1: do it, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, these two months, January and February, it's like the time to do it. That's why I'm playing Nino cooney
0: Yeah, right. Like, this is the window. Yeah. And of course, I'm I'm being a jerk about it and playing a game I can't talk about on this show, <laughs> yeah. and that is not the game that Pixel gave me for Christmas. I, I think you already <laughs> talked too much about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, so we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the news. Uh, this first story I thought was funny, um, where uh, the the there was an interview over on Metro with uh, the uh, the director of Doom Eternal. And um, he apparently got in touch with Nintendo and wanted to, um, to see the Doom guy get in Smash, which is something that, like, obviously, you know, we've heard a ton of, uh, you know, a, t- a ton of different, like, rumors about. And, like, I think I've speculated him on the show a few times just because, you know, they have that relationship with. Nintendo like Bethesda's put a bunch of games on the Switch and you know um just just all that stuff and and in this interview uh it came up where you know he he asked if they could get in or whatever and he said uh like they're they're just kind of like waiting to see what happens you know Do you think that he's just like fueling the fire a little bit like he knows what he's doing I think so yeah you like, kind of have I totally to, right? I yeah right like so it's funny because like the exact thing here right is like um, what about the rumors of Doom Slayer being in Smash Bros do you think it could ever happen I don't know we've asked them you asked them yeah well that's how Solid Snake got in it would they discount it just because of the gore and violence though I don't know you would honestly have to ask them we've never been uh, we've never been approached and said hey can Doom Guy be in Smash Bros but we're open-minded if they want to ask but we hear it all the time from fans and who would say no yeah and, th- and that's true <laughs> right and then the question is but did you ask them we've had I don't know who talked to who but we've bantered with them we have such a great relationship with them through bringing Doom 2016 to Switch and all that kind of stuff so we have great people over there it's one of those things where it's like wouldn't it be cool but it's never gone any serious anywhere serious so we'll see So it's like it's not it's not necessarily like a story, but I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting for exactly what you just said there, DJ. Where like I wonder if this is just them trying to like get like people talking about it and get the fan interest like even Mm -hmm. more riled up, so that Nintendo's like, I mean, yeah, let's do it, you know? Yeah, and I am curious, kind of, how
1: these um, characters getting into Smash actually happen. Like the Sakurai or someone, you know, in Nintendo or whatever, approach somebody. Does somebody approach Sakurai and his team? Is it a mixture? I know.
0: I know it's it's different because, like, Snake literally got in because Sakurai was asked by Kojima. Like, that's how that worked out. Um, As far as, like, the other characters, like, later, like Sonic and all that stuff, it's like, you know, I can't speak to any of that. But the current. Stuff that's going on. We know for a fact that Volume 2 of the character pack is all Nintendo picks. And somebody in our Discord told me the other day, and I apologies for I don't remember who, who called me out on this, was saying that it's been clarified from Sakurai that apparently both sets were chosen by Nintendo. But... Um you know, I, I can't necessarily speak to the veracity yeah, of it. I remember um,
1: hearing about that for the first
0: set, but I you know, I, I'm not a big smash person. I know the second one is because mm-hmm. I have the tweet that I cited in my mm-hmm. one of my articles when the Bilith news came out, um, where he, he specifically said on Twitter that it was Nintendo who makes gotcha. the calls for the second round of stuff. So I don't know, it could happen.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely it could and you know that, that would be
0: that would be one hell of a pick. All I'm saying is, we had a very, very similar kind of like public interaction about banjo, where people were like, "We want banjo and Smash," mm-hmm. and Phil Spect- uh, Spencer was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, we would totally let him. We sure, would totally, totally let him be in yeah. Smash." So now it's like it's out there, and people want it. Obviously, he's always coming up. Like that'd be cool. Why not? Are you big into Smash? Are you still playing at all, or? I'm not still playing it regularly, but I love Smash. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like trying to have a Smash party, like when Byleth drops, because like I've been itching to play, and like I really haven't played much since Banjo came out. Okay, I'm with you. So yeah, yeah, you know, like I love Smash, but I really only like playing Smash with other people. That's and the now thing, that it's not man. the new hotness, like mm-hmm. you know, I have it's been a while since my friends and I have like played.
1: Yeah, and and like the I don't know if the um, actual like matchmaking and online is any better. Like it, it was unplayable yeah, unfortunately i mean cool. that's just something that nintendo games in general are known for um yeah. but you kind of have to like have friends that play and if you mm-hmm. don't then you know at least for me it was get all the characters unlock all the characters and then put the game down
0: yeah i mean that's what's definitely happened with Steven pixel as mm-hmm. well you know or like they're just like a pixel already he sold his copy oh wow <laughs> i didn't know that yeah i'll never do that yeah. Right. I got to have my copies of Smash. I have every got, single Smash. I've got the digital version because I was like, I always want it on my Switch, like, ready to go. Yeah. You know? I can understand that. So, you know, I, I know I'll get around and play it one of these days. Um, when I have everybody to come over, you'll have to come through. Yeah, absolutely. Have a little tourney. Uh, so, moving right along, there was another little just story that I saw pop up over on the Nintendo Switch subreddit that I thought was interesting. Um, about how Tokyo Mirage Session sold less copies on Switch in Japan than it did on Wii U. Um, But it's like a bit of a misleading story because this only accounts for physical sales. So like, obviously there's a good chance like a lot more people buy digital on Switch than they buy physical. Um, But there was another little wrinkle that I thought was interesting that I hadn't seen a ton of conversation around except for people who are like really into this game, which is that there is uh, apparently some level of censorship over the original version, um, which is like the Western version that we got in the Wii on the Wii U is the one that was ported for all regions. And apparently a lot of Japanese players are upset about the censorship. And, uh, there was even like, you know, I saw somebody on Reddit say, so I can't speak to this. It says in Japan, uh, this is Heywood underscore Jambly 42 said in Japan, the Wii U version jumped back up to the number one spot in sales after it was revealed that the Japanese version would be censored on switch to match the Western release. Wow. Because the Wii U version was uncensored in Japan. Huh. Um, it's a, he, and he uh, they went on to say, this isn't a no one wants this game or no one in Japan wants this game. It's entirely a matter of Japanese gamers being pissed off about censorship being forced on them. That's interesting. So I thought, I thought this whole thing was interesting. The idea that like this game not only was like sold worse than the Wii U version, which is like not happened with any other mm. of these ports, you know, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's already kind of interesting. And then the fact that it's like it all kind of comes down to this weird issue of censorship is, is so – I don't know. It's, it's it, There's a lot to, there to unpack. But uh, I don't really have too much to say about it because I, I'm not, like, super jazzed about the game in general. Um, and I've seen some, like, footage from it and everything that kind of, like, turned me off to it more so than got me interested.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but either way, I just thought it was just such a crazy story. That I, I, I wanted to, you know, just throw it out there. I thought it was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, and someone also made a comment about how they couldn't keep physical copies in stock. So then that's like the contrary argument, I guess. And again, this is all kind of speculation, at least to me, because, you know, I don't have any real concrete data. But yeah, it's this like, is all just c- yeah. conversation and conjecture. So what do you, you know, what do you believe? I could see the censor- censorship argument. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Um, but yeah, like this is the type of game that, you know, it's a little bit obscure. Uh, maybe they don't print a lot or ship a lot and therefore you, you don't have a lot on shelves. So if people grab them and the switch is ultimately way more popular than the Wii U ever was, you know, it might be tough to, to keep it on shelves. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it could be all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a less of a demand because of the censorship, but also if there weren't enough copies, that's going to contribute, you know? Yeah. But uh, either way, I-, I thought it was an interesting little tidbit there. Um, but we could jump into the next story, which was uh, one that, that you submitted <laughs> here. Uh, so why not, I'm just going to kick it over to you. Why don't you introduce what's going on here?
1: Please. So on uh, Tuesday, um, at least our time in Eastern time, Um, A trailer dropped for a game called Captain Tsubasa, Rise of the New Champions, uh, which (laughs) is a game that's actually, from what I understand, based on a manga. And you're basically a soccer player, or a football player, depending on where you're from. Um, And you basically just, like, kick a lot of ass. And the trailer is just so dramatic. Like, you have the classic anime... I don't even know, like, how to describe it, but it's like you know you do a slide tackle and then you get like a like a cutscene of you know the surprised faces where it's like whoa you just slid tackled me and it's like <laughs> it's so over the top yeah. and um it basically just reminded me of the closest we've seen in a long time to a game that's like mario strikers where it's like over the you know over the top soccer yeah.
0: Like and it's like Arcady.
1: Yeah, and it's it's yeah. super cool and interesting um, to kind of see like a game like this based on a manga. Um, it might have been an anime too. Um, I'm not sure. I know it was a manga. I'm um, looking
0: at the uh, the Wikipedia page, and uh, it does look like there were there were anime as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that that would be super cool to kind of like tie it all together. You know, where you have the anime, you have the manga, you have the game. Um, they just
0: had a new one that came out in 2018, apparently, and then they did an English dub that started airing later that year, so I guess I guess they're, like, kind of bringing it back now, because it's old. Like, the original volume was, like, uh, it was a Shonen Jump comic from 81 to 88. Oh, that's awesome. See, I, I don't yeah. really know a lot about it. I just saw the trailer, and I was like, this is this is awesome. You know what it reminds me of is uh, Beyblades. Did you remember Beyblades? Oh, hell yeah. Like, the fact that, like, they do, like, the crazy kicks, and it's like, oh, shit, there's, like, a crazy, like, bird summon, or, like, a tiger's behind the sky. Like, it reminds me of the Beyblade, like, the anime, Mm -hmm. where, like, they would do it, and they would uh, do the rip, and it would have their, like, ancestral crest, like, come up behind them, and it looks all intense, and it's like, guys, we're playing with tops here, all right?
1: Right, And, and it's just, it's so over the top, but it works, in my opinion. So I'm I'm curious because you know I I mentioned that I wanted to to talk about this on the show. What what do you think? What do you think about? It? Is this
0: a game that you would be interested in? Um it it really depends because I I don't necessarily like sports games like as a rule. I don't either by the way. But I I do like arcade sports games. Like you called out Mario Strikers, like those kinds of games are really fun, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I, I with that in mind you know, I feel like if this came out and people were like, "It's really good, you know, and it's like a really fun arcade sports game, like I might check it out. okay, so it's not like a
1: day one type of like definitely
0: not, okay, I, I wouldn't think so anyway,
1: okay. I think that this is like an opportunity to jump into something new, you know, at least for for me. Um, so, yeah, I was I was curious, like what you thought of it,
0: because I know like if you if you picked this up and I played it with you and yeah. it was fun, I'd be like, I'm in. But like, it's not a game I think I would like gravitate towards unless you bring it to my attention and are like, you got to play this. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd be open I, to it, but
1: it's it's supposedly coming this year. Um, the trailer didn't show much uh, outside of just, you know, over the top kicks and you know slide tackles yeah. and facial expressions dramatic dramatic facial expressions but that was enough to, to get my attention um so i recommend checking it out uh it's coming on the Nintendo Switch PS4 and Steam for 2020 for 2020 and
0: apparently this is the first captain to Tusa- uh Saba game since 2006 ah uh, interesting on the PlayStation 2
1: yeah cool so you know it's it's a good opportunity to try something it's different Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, a revival, um, uh, you know, very popular, seemingly manga, anime, so kind of ties all the worlds together,
0: so. I'm interested. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into the main topic. Uh, DJ, as is tradition, whenever I have you on After Dark, Mm. uh, I'm going to ask you some really dumb would-you-rather questions, but... It's going to be the Nintendo edition. Oh, the technicality. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and if you like this segment, uh, you can go support us over on Patreon.com slash and check out After Dark, where every time DJ's on the show, I make him answer dumb questions like this. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this first one is, uh, would you rather see never see Rosalina again or see Daisy every day? <laughs> um... does daisy get a lot of hate i don't know i guess i thought it was really funny i was like what like why are they so down on daisy i'd see a daisy every day that sounds fun
1: so in mario kart wii i would main daisy with the mock bike so i I have no issue with daisy so So you're down i i I guess i would just see daisy because i I, and i don't have that same type of like I, i don't use rosalina in any game so i guess daisy what do you think I
0: definitely pick C Daisy. Yeah, like, you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, I don't mind that. Why not? She's cool. Yeah. All right, this is a good one. Would you rather go into a pottery shop with Link or go into a restaurant with Yoshi? Yeah.
1: <laughs> People who know me know that I don't play Zelda games. I know that's the thing, you know, you, you loop pots, you know, like Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I hope you know.
1: <laughs> I get that's a thing, but you know, I I have like
0: more attachment to
1: Yoshi. So e- even if he's destructive, I'm I'm going with Yoshi
0: i would go with link because link's a grown man so like if he breaks all these pots and gets in trouble i'm just leaving okay like, i'm gonna be like dude you're a vandal like this is your problem this is on you bro <laughs> Yoshi's a just an animal so i feel like i'm immediately gonna get blamed for that and be responsible for whatever he eats and it's like dude i gotta i got bills to pay <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think that's a fair argument
0: Plus, if Link turns out to be right, and he breaks it, and there are some rupees in there, and we steal them, it's like, hey, man, he'll probably share them.
1: Yeah, you're just rich at that point.
0: Yeah, so that sounds all right. Yeah, that's fair. All right, would you rather be kidnapped by Bowser or Ganon? Uh, well, uh, probably
1: Bowser. Probably Bowser. I don't think Bowser is... Is Bowser as intimidating as Ganon?
0: Probably. Not, I don't think. Right? I don't. I don't think so. And I definitely am like a little bit of an apologist for Bowser because I'm like he's not that bad. Like he had, he adopted all these kids and gave them like a king adopted all these kids and gave them equal claim to his land. Kings don't do that.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, apparently he tyrant, Peach is their mother, right?
0: Well, I, I, you know, we don't have to get into the deep fan theories. I don't know about all that. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying canonically he did that. He is an adopted father and a king who yeah. shared his land with, you know, he like among – he has a blood child too. And he's like, no, no, no. All my kids get – they all get their own castle and island and all that stuff. I'm just saying, man. Like he's a tyrant, but he's got a heart of gold.
1: And all you got to do is jump over him and hit a button and he's dead.
0: I mean, like that too I feel like it would be way easier to get away from him he's pretty inept I'm going with that <laughs> I'm going with Bowser yeah uh, okay so would you rather fight Ganon the Beast or Giga Bowser I'm probably still going with Giga Bowser just the- I feel I feel like in this case I'd probably go for regular Ganon cause it's like at the end of the day he's just a giant magic pig
1: okay. and like
0: <clears throat> Giga Bowser it's like how are you gonna kill Giga Bowser yeah I mean... I, you could kill Ganon with a sword. <laughs> that's, uh, maybe, maybe not me, but I'd have a chance. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I'm going to kill Giga Bowser. That seems like too much. Okay, that's fair. Would you rather be able to use Pokemon or Cappy? Pokemon. Pokemon. I, I love Cappy, Absolutely, Cappy, Cappy's great, but I would not want that power to take over people's bodies and stuff. Yeah, I didn't really think of that part. <laughs> I don't want to take yeah, over can't. people. Like that's not cool. Like I I've always wanted to be a Pokemon trainer. And I've mentioned oh, this yeah. on a previous episode, I think, when when like I think we might have been asked like what video game world we want to live in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely pick Pokemon because I have so much knowledge about Pokemon yeah. that would apply to that world, you know, where I would be able to go there and like be like you know, if, if you get dropped into most video game universes, like, you'd just die. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be Link. Like, I'm out of shape. I have no fighting skills, whatever. In the world of Pokemon, if I could get some kindly professor to give me, like, five Pokeballs... Yeah, you're good. ...and, you're like, sad. a backpack, mm-hmm. I'd find my way. You know? Like, I, I could figure that world out.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's... I go win I... a couple of battles and get some food in my belly. And, you know, it just it's, it seems a lot more fulfilling... You know, just yeah. being a Pokemon trainer than, than having, you know, just Cappy by your
0: side. But I, lo- I really do love Cappy. I think Cappy's great. Also, it'd just be weird to, like, have a yeah. best friend who's on your head all the time. Yeah. Like, just, if it's see, a Pokemon, if they're a pet, like, that's different. Like, mm-hmm. Cappy's, like, an equal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't really, like, do much without him. It's <laughs> yeah, no, weird. It's 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 too much. Um. Okay, so... Oh, this, is, this one's a, uh, a messed up one. And this is the last one. And shout out, this is from uh, AminoApps.com. I don't know if you should go to this website. It looks a little bit buggy. But they had all these screenshotted uh, questions that I really appreciated. So thanks, guys. Uh, so this, this last one is, would you rather live in a Pokeball or in a villager's pocket? Oh, my God. I know. I was like, that's really dark. Uh,
1: all I can think of is, like, the Animal Crossing, like, when you um... – Change clothes or like do something, yeah. it's like Bring! that's all I
0: could think of. I love that sound. you'd hear that every day forever,
1: yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably Pokeball, right? Because it's I think it's canon that like they're very comfortable,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be like a perfectly adapted to the Pokemon's needs and yeah. everything. So I feel like that's the move, yeah. Whereas I can't say the same for,
1: for villagers' pocket.
0: <laughs> no, that doesn't sound good, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would just starve to death in a pocket, mm hmm. I think that's how that's playing out. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, so we're gonna move into the mailbag. bag. Uh, where do you want to start? Should we start with the email or the Discord questions?
1: Let's go. Let's go with the email. I can, I can only guess who it's from.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you guessed right. I bet because it's a sobi with his <laughs> weekly email. We do appreciate it, bud. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. Uh, So he writes it and he says, hey there, Pete, Steve, and this time also Pixel. Wrong. It's DJ. (laughs) Not even close to Soby. I'm sorry, bud. (laughs) It's the American takeover this week, (laughs) man. Uh, He said, hope you're all having a wonderful week. Here's my questions. Uh, you know and he asks me to do something absolutely ridiculous here and I'm, I'm not gonna do it but I'm gonna tell you what it was okay he said please do the rest of the podcast in the most British accent you can till one of the other people mentions your weird change in accent wow I like the call out. Yeah. I like you get that you're getting creative with Sobi. But you're asking a lot of me right now. I've had a long day. Yeah. I can't be doing accents. But I'm tired. Keep keep it coming. <laughs> keep
1: keep that coming because one of these days he's going to. Keep do that
0: it. energy coming. Yeah. yeah, if you guys want to ask me to do stupid things in these emails, go for it, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't guarantee that I will do them. Just you keep know? asking. But I, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You mm-hmm. miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If enough you of know? you
1: ask, he's probably just going to do it.
0: I'll do it eventually. Yeah. All right, so number 1. Since Pixel is totally on this week's podcast, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask, what additions would you all like for a possible Pikmin 4, and what changes would you want Nintendo to make for the Pikmin 3 port? Wow. So I've never played Pikmin 3, so I have no idea what changes I would want them to make. Um, people seem to like it. I just want to play it. Yeah, and I've never played a Pikmin game. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you are, you are not helping me on this. I told you I don't I- play games. <laughs> <laughs> DJs have never played a video game. You know what? Like, That's
1: a lie. I played the Pikmin 3 demo on Wii U.
0: Oh, good. So if that counts, um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm in a weird spot where I don't really know what I'd want them to add for Pikmin 4 because I feel like there hasn't been a ton of i don't feel like there's a ton of innovation between each games it's more just like iterating on the the formula and improving it in small ways and like adding new tweaks adding new environments and i kind of would be okay with that like mm-hmm. it's like with mario kart 8 right it's like you didn't need to reinvent the wheel you just made a better version of something that we've gotten and we haven't had in a while so we're hungry for it you know good that's kind of where i'm at with pikmin 4 Like, I just want a new Pikmin game because I haven't played one in so long. I didn't play Pikmin 3. So, even a Pikmin 3 port is like, I'm all for it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, like, I got to say I wish Pixel was here to throw something out and, like, ask for something because I don't really know. Like, new Pikmin would be cool, but that's, like, pretty much all I can think of.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that would be either interesting or destructive to ask him in the future episode because he'll either get really mad or he'll have a very insightful
0: answer. <laughs> or he could just get really sad. That's the thing. Or I sad. Feel so, bad, so bad for the guy. Yeah. So this next one is, he's he's hitting us with the existential questions. <laughs> it's been nearly three years now since the Switch launched. How mm. does that fact make you feel? So what are you, my therapist, Asobi? How does that make you feel? You know how it makes me feel? It makes me feel old, Yeah. right? <laughs> because when the Switch came out, I had already been out of college for like two years, hmm. and now you're telling me that it's been five years, and that makes me feel ancient. Yeah, and
1: and this is one thing that's actually very toxic, and, and I, I hope is kind of relatable to some people. Um, I kind of like uh, quantify my time left as a gamer, you know, like how society kind of tells you at this point, um, you know, if you're in your twenties or thirties or forties, why are you, what are you doing playing games? You should be raising kids or doing X, Y, and Z. So, you know, I always kind of was like, okay, the switch, I have the switch. And then I have like one more platform left after the Switch. No, you really feel that way? You know, like, early in the Switch's life cycle, like, before loopots, before, like, any of that yeah, stuff, yeah. I did. I absolutely did. Um, wow. So, like, as the Switch's life cycle kind of progressed, I was like, my time as a gamer is coming to an end. Um, that's crazy. But but kind of, like, delving into these communities, like, with you all and everything... Yeah, yeah. ...has really changed that. So, I I don't know. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but, um, yeah, that that's a very... Very therapy type question.
0: Yeah, right. It's very interesting because it's something I definitely like. The older I get, I have like I I find that my relationship with stuff like just keeps changing. Mm-hmm. You know where you know um, I've gone through periods this year even where I'm playing games at a level where it's like as much as I ever had. You know yeah. where it's like yeah, as absolutely. much free time as I have. I'm playing a game. And then I've gone through periods where I really wasn't playing that much, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, like, even recently, I feel like I've kind of been in a quiet period. Like, I'm playing God of War again. Um, or not again. I'm playing it now, which is me playing a game regularly again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, as you get older, like, you do have less and less time for just hobbies in general, mm-hmm. you know? And if there are things you like to do besides gaming, like, you definitely are going to, like, have to make a conscious choice sometimes, you know? And uh, for me, it's like I go through phases, you know, like where it's like sometimes something else is more important and I am going to take a little bit of a break from games, but I've never like totally stopped playing. Yeah. It's it's always been something that um, that I've been into and, and I can't imagine a time where I'm totally removed from it.
1: I'm with you. Yeah. And it was more like, OK, um, and I feel like society kind of shifted. Right. Well, we're seeing, you know, what is I remember reading like a survey where like the average gamer is like 35 or something like that. Yeah. And I I don't really see that changing anytime soon, which is a good feeling. You know, they're more
0: and more mainstream for adults because more and more generations have grown up with them and realize that there's content made for adults, you know.
1: And particularly with the Switch, just, you know, really quick, like it's it's a it's a system that's perfect for people of all different lifestyles so yeah uh, for sure it's really like knowing that it's three just gets me excited for the future
0: yeah it's crazy because like thinking about the fact that it's it's almost three years old is like so we're probably halfway through its life cycle now that's insane yeah you know um you gotta imagine like it probably has two more full years Mm -hmm. of being like the thing and then maybe we'll get an idea of what comes next yeah like, a proper successor, mm-hmm. which is, like, makes me think more and more that all the, the rumblings among, you know, the community of, like, Switch Pro, Switch Pro, like, it's got to be coming. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Three years into the life cycle is the perfect time for a revision. Yep. Because there's only so much more time with it, you know? Yeah, I agree. But uh, I it's been great so far, you know? I, I definitely – I'm a big fan of the Switch, which takes us into <laughs> – he he wrote it as question two point five, but it's definitely question three. It has it has nothing to do with question two, <laughs> like except for the fact that they segue nicely. Uh, what are your top five Nintendo consoles, and where is the Switch placed for you? Wow, yeah. So huh. this is a big question. This is like a topic of the show question, Asobi. It really is. You just I, hit me with this in the mailbag, like it's no big deal, and he writes it like it's two point five, like no big deal. Like, what are your top five favorites? <laughs> I, I feel like so I could give an easy me? answer. I, I th- honestly, I think Switch is up top,
1: and and then I'm, number one. I, I think Switch is number yeah. one for me. Okay, uh, and then I'm probably gonna go Super Nintendo and okay. 64, um, probably GameCube, or no, what okay. Wii U then GameCube.
0: Wow, what Wii
1: U number four? Mm-hmm. Damn! The the Wii U actually had a lot of games that got me through a lot of tough shit.
0: All right, man. That's I respect that. It, shit. it really I had a did, Wii U and I I, tr- I stuck by it for a mm-hmm. long time before I f- I finally flipped and I was like, yeah, this is not. I didn't feel like this was good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and you know, by no means do I think it was like the greatest you know gaming system ever. But games like um Yoshi's Woolly World, Splatoon, um yeah. you know th- those are just games that like. I was able to, to keep my mind occupied for a really long time. Um, yeah, they're good stuff. And yeah, that's you know
0: what 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 means the most to me. What about you? So I would say number one, I would I would probably give to the Switch. Honestly, hmm. um, I think like on a strictly hardware level, it's definitely my favorite Nintendo console. And I think it is the first Nintendo console in a while where it's been a contender for my my primary gaming platform you mm-hmm. know that hasn't happened for me since the gamecube interesting and uh why is I, that do I, you think do you think it's just the games or yeah i mean it gotta be right? I, the we just i you know i think the we had a few games that were really cool mm-hmm. but i really did not like motion controls for traditional gaming so like uh, even franchises I really like I, those entries did not speak to me so I didn't play them like City Folk from Animal Crossing like I bought it played it for an hour and was like I hate this really hate point and click yep couldn't do it Damn. and I hated it and I felt the same way about um, uh, what is it not Twilight Princess the hell's the one on Wii
1: uh, Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword
0: yeah I couldn't get into Skyward Sword for the same reason mm-hmm. I was just like I don't want to do this I don't want to play with motion controls, yeah, you know, um, so like I liked Smash, and that was pretty much it. Like my Wii became a Smash machine, eventually, and it was the only thing I used it for. Or I used it as an emulator, like I played virtual console games on it. Huh, interesting. And that was it. Okay. That was like, all, like I used to play Mario Party 2, Mario Kart 64. Yeah and uh and smash and like that was pretty much all we used it for okay and like that was fun i got a lot of i played my wii for hours and hours and hours but Mm. you know like that it was just like for multiplayer stuff party games interesting Um, and with wii u it was the same kind of thing where it was just like there wasn't there was a good library but a lot of the games just like didn't like when i can only buy one game Mm -hmm. it's like am i gonna buy you know like uh, a dragon age inquisition or a far cry 3 or a triple a game that's gonna last me like 40 to 60 to 100 hours or you know yoshi's woolly world <laughs> you know or something like that and it's like okay like i just it's not that these games don't speak to me but they don't feel like they're worth 60 dollars yeah i don't, I don't where, I, where that's I was at financially good. at the time you yeah. know so yeah, that was kind of where I was at with those, and and the the Wii U really, or um, the Switch rather, really brought it back for me in mm-hmm. a huge way. Yeah, uh, where you know like I and I've always I've always been a Nintendo fan. You know, I I bought a Wii U at launch. I root for Nintendo no matter what. But the Switch is just such a smart console. It's all the right moves from Nintendo. I think the merging of their handheld and home console markets and teams like is yeah. brilliant and yeah. to have one dedicated nintendo console instead of being switched or um split across handhelds and home was like such a pro consumer and pro them controlling the market move mm-hmm. um and i i love my switch like i said like right now is the the least time i've spent with it in quite some time where like i haven't touched it in probably like over a month now and that's like really rare Yeah, for me you know um because I just there's always something to play on it, so I I gotta give it uh, give it big ups for that, you know. And I love the design. I think it's like the first Nintendo console since, you know, I don't know GameCube, I guess, but maybe even the Super Nintendo that doesn't feel like a toy.
1: Yeah, and and just like the the, the software, and and that's that's the other thing. Like I only put Wii U on my list because at the time the games like really meant a lot to me, and like yeah. I just had a great time with them. But now it's like you can get most of what the Wii U had to offer on the Switch. On Switch.
0: That's what my thing is, like, forget it, you yeah. know? But mm-hmm. I totally get having a place for it in your heart. Yeah. Uh, n- number two, I'd give it to you the Game Boy Color.
1: I just realized I didn't even put a handheld on. So that's No handhelds on
0: yours. Yeah, yeah. mine's going to be almost all handhelds. <laughs> um, uh, Game Boy Color was my first console that I ever owned. And, you know, some of my favorite games of all time. On there, you know, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon mm. Silver, uh, Link's Awakening, like, yeah. so, like, you know, Mario Land, uh, Super Mario Deluxe was the first time. That was, like, how I played Mario Brothers for yeah. the first time and everything. Like, so many great experiences on the Game Boy Color. And uh, it was definitely, like, really formative for me, you know? And, like, even to this day, like, I have a, such a soft spot for the aesthetic, the iconography of the Game Boy, of for chiptune music, for, you know, 8-bit like graphics like mm-hmm. all that stuff has such a place in my heart oh yeah it's all be- all because of the game boy for sure
1: yeah you told me you wanted to collect the everyone game
0: boy. Yeah. yeah 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 and I'm, I, I think I'm gonna end up getting a game boy tattoo one of these days that's cool man um I, I you know I, I love the game boy so that's definitely uh number two um and then I think after that I would probably say Game Boy advance mm-hmm for the same reasons you know but like hey man we're in 16-bit now baby <laughs> except the the chipset on that thing is garbage as a as a instrument it's like trash mm-hmm. compared to the original um but still big up to the, to the game boy advance like you know obviously the sp was really cool and backlight and baby yeah like that whole thing was very was very cool but i i like the og wide boy like quite a bit you know mm-hmm. i that was the one that i used um forever i had uh the og purple like the gamecube purple one. Oh yeah so yeah gotta love that one i think three i would put the gamecube okay um a couple of my favorite games of all time on there too you know uh, obviously my introduction to animal crossing
1: like, yeah
0: you know sh- shout outs to wind waker shout outs to you know sunshine like there's lots of great experiences on the GameCube. kirby air and, sure <laughs> sure if only you all could see his look right there <laughs> uh yeah i'm not a big kirby right guys but uh, and melee you know obviously is is big ups to that um four i would probably go 3ds and then five i'd probably go oh you know what no four i'm gonna go n64 five i'll go Wii. okay was that six switch game boy color switch, advance game boy, gamecube and then... Oh, you're right. Oh, no. You're Holy trying to cheat, bro? Okay. okay, you're right. I was trying to cheat. You're right. Okay, 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 okay. Switch, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. I'm going to say GameCube. And then Wii. Wow. we made the list? No, N64. Okay. Okay. I'm s- done. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> So, uh, all right, so moving on to the, the stuff that came from the Discord this week. Uh, Plofkip301 wrote in and said, Do you think Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is developed in-house by Monolith Soft or not? And do you expect another Monolith Soft title to be revealed slash released this year? Like the fantasy project we already know they are working on. What do you think about this, DJ? Uh,
1: I do think it's probably developed in-house. Um, I, I don't know like if that's been explicitly stated. Um but I don't see why it wouldn't be, right?
0: So my thing is I'm trying to see, okay, so they have they have 224 employees as of 2019 according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia. That is definitely a team that is big enough to do two games at once. Yeah. So I am pretty confident that Monolith Soft is definitely the one doing the reboot. And I would, or the remaster, and I'm imagining that Definitive Edition is going to come out as kind of a stopgap while they continue development on the fantasy project that we know that they're working on because that's supposed to be, I think, a new IP and everything. Mm-hmm. So I imagine when we first heard about it, it was probably like pre-production, early, early development, and they probably had the idea of like, well, we want to get something out the gate while we work on this new game, so let's do Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition it'll sell like hotcakes on the switch. And obviously remastering and tweaking an old game is a lot easier than like ideating a game from the ground up and developing systems and deciding like, is it fun? Because all that stuff is already figured out. You know, it's just a matter of like modernizing it, doing new graphics. That's a lot more like, not to say that it's easy, but Mm -hmm. you have a roadmap to follow rather than like going on an adventure and you're making the map along the way. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and we've seen that
1: a lot this generation with just games we know exist and they just kind of kick the can. And I don't want to say that, like, they just, you know, have it in their back pocket ready to pull out. But, I mean, they're like Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime yeah, 4. Right. And, I mean, these are games that we know exist.
0: Right. And we like that. That's a great example. We know that, that they're working on Bayonetta 3, but we just had uh, Astral Chain. Right. So it's like. With with a team the size of Monolith Soft, they got to be working on more than one project at a time or they don't need 200 plus employees. So um, I think it's a pretty safe bet that it's being developed in house, especially because I think if it wasn't, we would probably know who was working on it. Yeah. I could see it being a situation where there's like additional work done by another studio, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a good chance that they're doing most of the work. Yeah, I agree. All right. So this next one comes from CF. Do you guys think that Switch being out of sync with the current console lifecycle will be an advantage or disadvantage to Nintendo going into 2021?
1: That's actually a really good question because I feel like we've seen that it's worked both ways for them. Right? Like, we saw how the Wii U was, which was kind of that, right? Bad. And we've also seen how the Switch was, and that's doing really well for them. So I I think it depends on how they react to... Um, what's coming from the competition and some some people disagree with that because the switch is still selling extremely well and some people just say well no they just have to release really good games and that might be true but you know at, at this point let's say the switch kind of tanked would, would you still consider it a success I mean most people yeah. probably would
0: right yeah that's the thing is I don't I don't think there's any universe where it tanks because the switch, is already a thing like it's established its sales are good and like its sales are comparable to that of xbox one which has been out for a lot longer yeah you know um so it's clearly a success already and i'm sure Nintendo's happy with it so i think that cf says going into 2021 i think in 2020 it's definitely an advantage because this year like, if Nintendo can deliver on some big surprises at E3 that then come out later this year and stuff, and they have games to compete with the slate that's out this year, like if Breath of the Wild 2 is actually like done, or, or we get an announcement of, of uh, Mario Odyssey 2, like, there's a lot of things that they can do yet that they haven't done that will drum up more interest in the Switch and continue to win over people that have been on the fence. Or the families that already have Switches buy multiple Switches. Like, the Switch is, I think, at that point where it's going to keep selling for a while because it's the Nintendo console and it's successful, and it's a a known quantity now. And for PS5 and Xbox, that's going to take at least a year or two. That's, like, how it kind of works with the new consoles. Is like, there's going to be the, you know, the dorks like me who show up day one and buy it because they want the shiny new toy, and they want to check it out, and they want to have opinions about it. But a lot of people do not buy a console when it's brand new. A lot of people do not buy a console when it has its first piece of killer software. They get it when it has its third or fourth or fifth. And mm-hmm. the Switch is at the point now where I think like it's been out long enough that a price cut is probably imminent as well. And that's another thing that will drive up sales. So I think that they... like Look how long they sold the 3DS for after the Switch was out, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think the Switch has years of being profitable ahead of it. Because it's a good console and people get what it is. It's not a competitor to the PS5 and the Xbox One in a traditional sense. It's a competitor to them in the same way that PC is or Netflix is or anything that isn't you sitting and playing a Nintendo console is. Because, yeah, they're video games, but it's like in this, like the PC market is different than the console market and the Nintendo market is different than the Xbox PS5 market.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head where... You know, I think I can see the concern where uh, people feel like, graphically, hardware wise, as far as power, just straight, you know, computing power, um, where Nintendo kind of gets left behind. And we've seen with the Switch a lot of Nintendo playing catch up, you know, with yeah. Doom 2016, a lot of these other games that, you know, and even some like simultaneous releases. Um, like Mortal Kombat, I think
0: was simultaneous, if not very close. That was simultaneous, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: Where well, that hasn't happened on a Nintendo platform in forever, in generations. Right. So I, I, you know, I can understand the concern, but like you said, it, you know, it's it's a different type of market where you know you went, for example, when the Wii U was out, and you said, hey, uh, I'm gonna go with these, um, you know, PS3 or PS4 games when I'm going with Yoshi's Woolly World. It's a completely different type of experience and the type of market. Yeah. Um, so you and know, I think it's, it's the de
0: facto indie machine for a lot of people too. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and those games are always going to run on switch. Like the switch doesn't need to be more powerful to play those kinds of games. And I think the fact that the switch like going into this next generation, right like developing games like early launch games for new hardware is always kind of risky because mm-hmm. there's not that many units in the market. And like a game, you know, like look at a game like Arms, which sold like a million copies. If that came out now, it would probably sell a lot more because there's just more people who have a Switch. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the gamble you take. But with the Switch, I think that there's going to be companies who are incentivized to make games that can go on Switch. As well as, you know, maybe some of the like last gen consoles while those still have bigger install bases. Like a game like Gods and Monsters from Ubisoft that is going to launch on Switch alongside PS5 and Xbox. Yeah. And like, cause it doesn't need to be more than that. And there are a lot of games like that that are games that are game of the year contenders that are the big talked about games. And I think a lot of those companies are going to see incentive that maybe wasn't there before to make Switch ready versions of your game because it's going to be the current gen platform that has the biggest install base for at least a year or two. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that lasts all the way into 2021, but it definitely lasts them through 2020.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. And I, I feel like right now, where at least I'm at and I know a lot of other people are at with the Switch and Nintendo platforms in general, is we're kind of okay with seeing games like Witcher 3, like older games coming to a Nintendo platform like that's the novelty.
0: Yeah, like, I don't really care about having, like, like, I don't need Cyberpunk on Switch. You know, like, that's not Mm -hmm. something I want. Yeah, Like, I know some people do, but that's just, I don't, that's not the kind of game that I want to, like, play on the go or anything like that. Like, when it comes to, like, a big, meaty AAA game, I want to sit down and play it on my TV. Mm -hmm. And I want my Switch to be for all the games that aren't that, you Mm -hmm. know? and that's and not necessarily exclusively like obviously a Breath of the Wild or a Fire Emblem or whatever like a lot of those are games that are great to play on the TV or whatever but for the most part like I kind of want smaller experiences or jump in jump out experiences on the Switch and like that's perfect like those games are going to keep coming out and they're always going to work well on the Switch
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and I think the majority probably think that yeah Nintendo has its own market but I think where the confusion and the debate kind of occurs is yes i you know nintendo games are their kind of own thing but there is a lot of attempts at mixing and and making it seem like it is direct competition which obviously it's a a direct competition
0: for your time yeah yeah for sure and i think like to say that nintendo won't be impacted by new hardware at all is probably naive but i don't think it's a one-to-one thing in the same way that like next generation it's going to be Microsoft versus Sony again and we're going to see who comes out on top you know like Mm -hmm. Nintendo's kind of doing their own thing yeah Uh, so then CF also wrote this wasn't a question but I thought it was funny Uh, they wrote it and said they said I've been catching up on After Darks this week and some of the stuff you guys have said in early episodes aged so poorly Pete I'll play The Witcher as soon as it comes to Switch (laughs) Steve I know I'll play Link's Awakening from start to finish (laughs) (laughs) to which I'll say whoops (laughs) Uh, so next one, this next one comes from Left Eye Lazy, a.k.a. Matt, who said, any insight into why the only streaming service available on Switch is Hulu? Aside from Netflix, what other services would you like to see brought to Switch? Hmm. Uh, I have no idea. This still baffles me why Netflix and, like, Twitch aren't yeah. there. Like it's, and it's not just Hulu. There's, I mean, it's the only streaming service, but YouTube also has an app on Switch.
1: And there's a very
0: um, big—I
1: um, don't know if it's very big or very popular—but there's like a Japanese uh, YouTube-esque, like an NA one, right? yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's like a YouTube-esque type of uh, service okay. on the Switch as well.
0: Yeah, so I—I I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, I—I—I—I do not know why they're not all there. Like, that's kind of my answer with this. Is like, I want everything everywhere. Yeah, like, I don't really need it in this stupidly specific example right like my buddy asked if he could borrow my second ps4 that i use to watch tv in my bedroom when i'm like going to sleep Mm -hmm. he wants to borrow that so he can play persona 5 uh royal or whatever when Mm -hmm. it comes out and i was like yeah sure oh no i won't be able to watch netflix you know and it's like that's it's it's like whatever i'll watch hulu it's not a big deal but like it's annoying. It's like, wh- why is it not there? It was on 3DS. Why isn't it on the- my Switch?
1: Yeah. And like, I remember like reading Reggie, like an interview with Reggie, and he basically said, well, ask Netflix. We'll ask, you know, ask all these, all these companies. Don't ask me. And like, the only other thing I can think of is um, there was a lot of like leadership change at Nintendo. And I don't know if maybe that broke down some sort of conversations or, or what have you.
0: Yeah, or maybe there's like the possibility that like the usership of the apps on Nintendo products has historically been so low that they're just like not even going to bother.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But like, I feel like YouTube has been huge. Like, I look at my friends list, and that's a very small sample. But a lot of them have like hundreds of hours on YouTube,
0: (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, I used to use it like a decent amount uh, before. Before um, Sarah and I moved in together because I had my PS4, like my base PS4 at her apartment. So whenever I went over there, I had, you know, access to one. Um, So I had my Switch dock. I have three Switch docks now, um, but I had two at the time. And I had one in my office where I made content and I had another one in my bedroom for when I went to bed. So, like, if I was hanging out in my, like, creative space and I was watching TV or something, like, I would use my PlayStation 4 and my PS4 Pro. And then I had the dock in in my bedroom. And I I have, like, probably hundreds of hours on Hulu Mm -hmm. on it, you know? And I only used it like that for a few months.
1: Yeah, and I also remember, like, Reggie saying that they wanted this primarily to be, like, a games-first type of platform.
0: Which is, like, I think that's probably true for a lot of people where it's, like, you know, I know for me, it's literally only in this one extremely specific scenario where I need it. Mm -hmm. So, but, like, it is convenient to have it. Yeah, so, and I don't know how hard it would be to bring
1: it. I, I, don't, I really don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one for me, honestly, Matt. I, I don't quite understand it. Uh, so this is our last one of the day, uh, so we'll be wrapping it up here in a minute. Uh, but this one comes from Ram, who's one of our Patreon, uh, Patreon supporters, who says, Switch Pro rumors have been popping up again this week, so my question is, what game will you be most excited to finally see in a crisp 1080p60 on Switch? Hmm. I'd say Mario Kart 8 is probably the yeah. number 1 cuz that game is already beautiful mm-hmm. and like seeing it like at a crisp locked frame rate I bet would be gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I, I and I think that way about like Splatoon.
0: Sure. Make a big difference for Doom, obviously. Um that I don't really care about but it's just one worth calling out. I would say the the game Br- Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, too. Because those are games with, like, big, pretty environments. You know? Oh, yeah. That would
1: be gorgeous. Absolutely.
0: Um, And The Witcher. That would be cool because yeah. it, like, doesn't run <laughs> super well on Switch. And, like, you know, Pixel's making bullying me into playing it. So Just say uh, I'm waiting for the Switch Pro, bro. That's what I'm saying now. He brought it up. He made fun of me on the Discord. He's like, oh, yeah, maybe Pete will finally have played Witcher 3 by then. And I was like, oh, what an incentive to wait now. Absolutely. You know, just wait for the Pro. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? <laughs> well, anyway, DJ, thanks for joining me. Thank you, I appreciate it coming on. It's always fun. Yeah, it is always have, a fun having you on, and I hope uh, I hope you don't mind listening back to yourself and editing yourself. I oh, yeah, it's only much. an hour. It's only an hour. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Tried to keep it tight for you. Yeah. Um, so thanks to everybody who wrote in. Um, uh, just a reminder, if you want to write in and get your thoughts r- read on the air, like these fine folks did, you can hit us up over on our Discord, obviously. Uh, We've got the link in the description if you want to come join us. It's a great little community of uh, Potsheads just like you who are out there every day talking about Nintendo, talking about video games, you know, leaks, rumors. We've got channels for Mario Kart and Pokemon and all kinds of stuff. So if you want to come and connect and chat with me or DJ or Pixel or Steve or the rest of the crew um, and, you know, all the fine folks who uh, wrote into the show, you can come and have some conversations with Ew, some conversations with them over there. Excuse me. Ran out of breath there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so if you want to connect with us in any of the other ways around the web you can hit us up at lopots.com uh, where we've got news and reviews you can go check out our Twitter at Uh We're up to 5k followers as of late so Woo! thanks to everybody who headed over there and followed us uh, we are regularly doing giveaways now so um, if you're not following us on Twitter, even if you're not a big Twitter person, go pop over there give us the follow and like turn on notifications and like every once in a while you know we'll, we're giving away like pretty awesome new games like we just gave away animal crossing not that long ago uh so stuff that's not even out yet um so you're definitely going to want to go and uh, keep it tuned over there for those hot giveaways and then if you want to help us keep the lights on you can head over to patreon.com slash loot pots and if you support us at the five dollar level you'll get access to our patreon exclusive show after dark where uh, we get to you know basically talk about anything that's not nintendo Um, Like I called out our most recent episode, Pixel and I did a review of The Witcher. I don't know what is going to be the topic of the one that comes out tomorrow, um, but I promise it'll be a good one (laughs) because they're all good ones. And uh, if you want to just like CF did, you can go listen to the old episodes and see about all the stuff that we said we were going to do that we never did and then come and embarrass us publicly and I'll read it on the show. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, so again, thanks everybody who does support us over there. Uh, thanks to you. If you don't anyway, we appreciate that you listen and you tune in every week. Uh, thanks for joining us here on another episode of the podcast. I've been Pete. He's been DJ. We'll catch you next time.